Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. Welcome to the Strike Zone on KMOX. Presented by Graybar. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. The epic music means it is the strike zone brought to you by Gray Bar. We do this every single Thursday night unless there is a Cardinals game as there was last Thursday. So we will pack two weeks worth of strike zone content into one single hour. Coming up uh, later on, we are going to be joined by uh, Scott Miller, longtime baseball writer. Also, uh, our big question and, and something that you can uh, chime in on if you want by tweeting or texting at me. You uh, tweet at Matt Pauley on air or you text 314-436-7900. Of the young, desirable type players on the Cardinals Major League roster, who would you be willing to see them step away from, move on from, and, yeah, we'll see that. So, again, you can uh, text or tweet at Matt Pauley on air. Sports producer extraordinaire, speaking of tweeting, Matt Pajeski, have you been watching the blue check marks come off people's accounts today across Twitter? And you know what? The overwhelming consensus seems that people are happy that it's gone. I don't think people really care. Yeah, that's, that, that's more like it. So I, I, I've been open about this. I like the Twitter blue subscription. I have it. Hold on. I I don't have a blue check mark. I act because the blue check mark has kind of become a dog whistle for something else, which I really don't want to get connected to. But I like being able to do the longer tweets. I like being able to edit my tweets because I'm a horrible tweeter. The long, like during spring training, I tweeted out a lot, a lot of longer videos of at bats and things like that during simulated games. I really like doing that stuff. So I do pay the eight bucks. I. I keep changing my Twitter photo because every time you change your Twitter photo, you lose your blue check mark and they have to like redo. So every time they gave me the check mark again, I change my photo so I don't have the blue check mark. But uh, I do like that stuff. I, I, um, years ago, years ago, I was at a gas station and they had a deal for it was like two slices of pizza and a fountain soda for four bucks, the price of the. Thing is inconsequential to this. But I didn't want the soda. I didn't want the fountain soda. I just wanted the two slices of pizza. I walked up and it came out to like six bucks. And I said, no, you got the deal, the two slices of pizza and a fountain soda for four dollars. And the, the cashier goes, well, you don't have the soda. And I said, yeah, I don't want the soda. 
I just want the two pieces of pizza for the, the four bucks. She goes, no, you have to have the soda for me to give you the deal. I'm like, no. So yeah. what I did, she followed me. I remember it so vividly to this day. It was a come and go in Colorado Springs, Colorado. She follows me to the fountain soda and watches me fill up a cup with fountain soda, which I then literally just throw away. I, I'm not a big soda drinker. As I'm walking out, I throw it away. And this, th- that story is what's going on with Twitter right now. I don't care about the blue check mark. I don't want the blue check mark. I don't want to be associated with the blue check mark. Seinfeld episode. But I want to edit tweets. I want to have longer videos. I want those other things that go along with it. So I have to actively change my Twitter photo all the time to keep the blue check mark away. Yeah. There you go. This is Seinfeld 2023. It is. George Costanza is complaining about the blue check. I hate the check. I hate the check. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So, yes, I, I give Elon eight bucks a month every month so I can edit. I am a horrible tweeter. I see. I make mistakes so often when tweeting. I edit a lot of tweets, and it's worth the $8 to me. All right, that's not what we're going to talk about this hour. We are going to talk about baseball. Um, every year, Major League Baseball uh, puts in some potential rules changes that they experiment with uh, at the Atlantic League. So the some of these independent leagues out there are partner leagues with Major League Baseball, and when rules are first starting to be looked at, they will... Um, they'll they'll use them. They'll put them in place in the Atlantic League, and then if it goes well there, they might move it to the minor leagues, and then eventually it can find its way to the uh, to the major league level. So they've announced some of the rule changes that are going to be used in the Atlantic League this year, and I I like some of them. I don't like others. There, one of them is having a designated pinch runner. That you can, like in high school baseball, you can have a courtesy runner. It's almost like that, where you you have somebody on the bench who's not in the starting lineup who can be a designated pinch runner, and you can then use them to pinch run multiple times at any point uh, during the game. I don't like that rule. I don't like that rule at all. Uh, I think... We talk about baseball players being like five-tool players, and that one of them is speed, and there's there's value in having baseball players who can do multiple things. You you wouldn't have like a designated power hitter that you're you're down by three runs and the bases are loaded, and you've got a singles hitter coming up to the plate, so you can go to your bench and you can bring up a bopper and then they can come back out of the game and you can go back to the other guy and then you can just anytime you need a home run you can you could bring them on. like the, and that's an extreme example of, or extreme comparison but I don't like that rule that is the first one I don't like designated pinch runner do not like that at all the official description each club will list a player who is not otherwise in the starting lineup as a designated pinch runner. That player may then be substituted at any point into the game as a base runner. The player who is substituted for, as well as the pinch runner, may then return to the game without penalty. Don't like that whatsoever. Um, one of the smaller things, and I, I think the fact that they are even experimenting with this tells me that they are so incredibly happy with the way the rules changes are going right now 
they're seeing whether or not they can make it more extreme than it already is. So uh, instead of a pitcher being able to disengage from the uh, pitching rubber twice during an at-bat, the Atlantic League will permit only a single disengagement per at-bat. In 2023, it wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me if Major League Baseball at some point in the next few years goes to that. And then the more interesting one and the one that I'm actually in favor of, and I know I'm going to be in the minority in this and I'm okay being in the minority in this. It's the double hook DH rule. This allows clubs to use a designated hitter throughout the game, provided that the club's starting pitcher has completed at least five innings. If the starter fails to make it through the fifth, the club then loses the DH for the remainder of the game. And at that point, the pitcher would be batting the way it is. You go back to National League rules. So I I like this rule. I would actually, it's at one point in time, a rule that was floated out was that the DH was completely connected to the starting pitcher. That you only had the DH in the lineup as long as the starting pitcher was in the game. That as soon as the starting pitcher left the game, then you would lose your DH. And at that point, pitchers would be hitting. And that what pitchers aren't going to be hitting, what that's going to do is it's going to create the strategy that we previously had with National League rules. Call me old school. I miss the National League rules. I miss the strategy of the National League rules. I don't especially miss pitchers hitting for themselves and being out more often than not. Like that's it was always cool when a pitcher got a hit. It was always cool if pitcher pitcher hit a home run. That was that was all fine and good. But what I miss is the late game strategy, the managers needing to be two or three innings ahead of what's going on, uh, the decision to either take a relief pitcher out or, you know, let him bat for himself, the way double switches don't exist anymore. I love double switches. Double switches really don't exist anymore because of the DH. So the idea to bring back National League rules, even if it's just in the final few innings of a game, I really like that. So that's not exactly what this rule is. That was something that got floated out a couple years ago. Nothing's really happened. This one is that it would only go back to National League rules. You would only lose your DH if the starting pitcher does not go at least five innings. I don't hate it. I don't mind it. It. It incentivizes long starts, long-ish starts, not that a five-inning start is that long, but it it certainly de-incentivizes teams that go with openers, guys who are just going to throw two, three innings. Uh, you get hurt if you're going to have a bullpen game, things like that. Five in, To me, this rule probably makes more sense if it's say, say if it goes six innings because a six-inning start is a little bit more rare than a five-inning start. It's not overly rare, but it's a little bit more rare. It's something to write home about just a little bit more. But I, anything that can bring back National League rules, even on a limited basis, I'm all in because I miss the late-game strategy that goes along with having the pitcher in the lineup and not having a DH, and we've lost that. And this double-hook DH rule brings it back on occasion when a starting pitcher doesn't go five, if they ever looked at it more and did go with the idea that the DH is specifically attached to the starting pitcher, then you're really going to be incentivized to have long starts because you get to keep the DH in the lineup as long as the starter's in there. Uh, So, yeah, you want to do that, and it brings back those National League rules on the vast majority of games, and that's something that, again, I do miss. So I don't think a lot of people are going for that. It's complicated. That's probably why Major League Baseball is never going to do it 
it's hard to explain that to just a kind of a random person of what's going on. I think Major League Baseball is trying to simplify things, not trying to make things more complicated. But I do like the idea of that. All right. Uh, when we come back, we are going to be joined by uh, Scott Miller. Uh, we are going to um, talk really everything going on in baseball right now, whether it's the Max Scherzer stuff, the expansion stuff, Las Vegas, Oakland, all that. Uh, we'll talk with Scott Miller in just a moment as we continue on after this. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line, the Strike Zone here on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Strike Zone on KMOX. Presented by Graybar. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. A Graybar Sports Open Line, specifically the Strike Zone, does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley, 314 436 7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air. We're going to shuffle things around just a little bit. Scott Miller is going to join us in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes. So uh, we will move up what we were going to talk about in our next segment. And that's if the Cardinals were to pull off a big move, a big trade, and there was a tweet out that uh, basically I can't I don't remember who said it. Uh, one of the baseball insiders uh, basically said, "If the Angels fall out of contention, they are going to look to trade Shohei Otani inside of the season because the expectation is that Otani will not resign with the club next year." And obviously, 
very, very, very early on in the year. But the start to the season for the Angels, they're below 500 at, at 9 and 10. And I don't know. I, I don't. I don't expect the Angels to be a very good club this year, but I could certainly be wrong on that one. So it presents the question. If the Cardinals are going to make a big trade, and maybe it's Shohei, maybe it's somebody else, I, I'm still of the belief that they're going to pull something off that's substantial, that's with no due, uh, disrespect meant to a, a Jordan Montgomery and a Jose Quintana, guys who were really, really good for the Cardinals last year. Montgomery has continued to be good for the team this year. Quintana pitched well enough to be the uh, playoff opener last year. With all due respect to, to, to kind of that profile of player, I think the Cardinals have a very good chance of pulling off a bigger trade than that at some point this year. For that to happen, I think they're going to be trading away a good number of players, and I think it's going to be a mix of minor league prospects and also players off the major league roster. They've got the prospects. They've got the prospects. They have a very good farm system. They have a number of high-level players who are very close to getting to the big leagues, so the team that acquires them won't have to wait that long for them to get there. And their 40-man roster is pushed pretty much as far as it can be pushed where there's going to be some guys that they're going to lose if they don't make a deal, that they've got to make a deal to kind of clear some spots because they've got decisions to make on other players that they're going to have to add to the 40-man roster or be at risk of losing them. So when they went and got Wilson Contreras as a free agent, they had also, we know that there had been conversations about potentially acquiring a Sean Murphy, if they would have acquired a Murphy, it would have taken prospects. Those guys that they, that were at least talked about, or even even the, even if the conversations didn't take place, the players in the organization that the Cardinals had internally kind of said to themselves, "Okay, this is the group of players that we can deal from." That group is still there. So, if you're going to make a deal, you've got the guys available to make the deal. So the question is. We know about we know that minor league players are going to be part of it. Who off the big league roster would you be willing to move? And I, I specifically want to speak to younger players, players under club control, players with multiple years of control still left in them, uh, players who apparently have very bright futures. I, the player I, I don't include in this, I don't really include a Tyler O'Neill. O'Neill's a little bit older, doesn't have a, a ton of control left, things like that. He can be a part of a deal, but he's not He's not a centerpiece. He's not a huge piece of a deal. Uh, you know, Obviously, they're, they're not going to be trading a Nolan Arenado. Obviously, they're not going to be trading a Wilson Contreras and a Paul Goldschmidt, thing, guys like that. Uh, other players on the roster, whether it's a, you know, a, a Taylor Motter doesn't have a whole lot of value, a Paul DeYoung, uh, that that's probably something a little bit different at this point. If DeYoung gets moved, and that could still happen, it's it's more about getting him a new new opportunity and and just kind of clearing his his spot off the roster. And that's something that could happen. That's not really the thing that you use to pull off a big deal. But this roster, this team, is chock full of young players who have bright futures. I think we can all sit here and agree that Jordan Walker is not going to be part of a deal. They are not going to trade a Jordan Walker. But just about every other young player 
I think you could see a scenario where they include them in a deal. I could see them moving on from an Alec Burleson. I could see them moving on from a Dylan Carlson, from a from a Brendan Donovan, from a maybe, maybe in the right deal from a Lars Newtbar. He's probably number two on that list of players that they may not want to uh, move on from. Um, and I think the most interesting name to talk about is Nolan Gorman. Because when you think about the young players on the roster right now who could potentially be moved, Gorman might be the guy at the major league level who's got as much value as anybody. Has 106 games, major league experience, so a ton of club control left on him. Was a top-level prospect coming up after hitting a bit of a wall last year. He has started off his first full season in the big leagues as a top 10 offensive player in Major League Baseball. By some metrics, you can maybe look at him as top five. I think you can say top 10. He's hitting 316. He's got five home runs. He's got 18 RBIs. Slugging 649. His OPS is above 1,000. I mean, these are, it's only 17 games, but he is putting up elite offensive numbers at this point. So would you be willing to see him be part of a deal to get something done to bring in a big-time, difference-making type player? I am hesitant, but I would not say 100% no. I think the area on the roster that you can most afford to lose somebody is in the outfield. There's just so many guys out there, so many young players, whether it is a Burleson, whether it's a Newt Bar, whether it's a Carlson, uh, Yepes to a certain extent. Uh, I don't know what his value is really going to be. And obviously we talked about Tyler O'Neill. He, he may end up being somebody that could be thrown in in a deal. If you move an outfielder, you've got enough outfield depth that you are going to be able to probably make up, uh, if not all of the production, a good percentage of the production. On the infield, it's a little bit different. At the same time, they're struggling to find at-bats for for Gorman. They're not struggling to find at-bats, but it's not – how do I say this? They're they're using – Gorman doesn't have an everyday spot. Sometimes he's at second. We've seen him at third. He can be the DH. So he's somebody that doesn't have that well-defined role. When, When Nolan Arenado shows up to the ballpark, he knows he's at third base. When Paul Goldschmidt shows up to the ballpark, he knows he's your first base. When Wilson Contreras, you see where I'm going. When Nolan Gorman shows up to the ballpark, he doesn't. It could be, it could be second, it could be third, it could be DH. You don't know for sure where he's at, so his role is not as clearly as defined as others. So that could potentially create a situation where he's somebody that could be very, very. Um, appealing to another team just because of his offensive uh, profile. Got a uh, tweet that says Burleson, Donovan, and Carlson. So that would be the group that uh, the this uh, t- tweeter says that they'd be okay uh, moving on from. That if you could you'd be okay including any of those three players. And if they do move, I, to me, the Brendan Donovan, he, he's not untouchable. But he brings so much value because of his ability to play so many different positions. When he was at first base the other day, he looked good over there. You, you kind of thought that this team has been figuring out who to play at first base on the days that Paul Goldschmidt gets a day off. And 
whether it's an Alec Burleson getting an opportunity there, when, when Yepes is on the roster, him getting an opportunity. Saw Donovan over there. He looked really good. And it's just another position that he can play. And that is, that is an asset that you have on the Major League roster that not every team has. And it is so valuable when it comes to being able to design on an everyday basis the best possible lineup. Lineup based off splits, righty-lefty, splits versus the starting pitcher, uh, just riding the hot hand, all those things. When you've got Donovan, who you can basically put anywhere, it just creates so much flexibility uh, everywhere else. And for me, that would be something that would be hard to completely walk away from. But at the same time, if you are able to really, really make your team better because of it, uh, it is something that obviously I think that um, – I think that they would do. But, yeah, that's um, – Walker's probably the only guy for me that is an absolute no. Now, it would take – it would obviously take some something big in return for a number of these players, whether it is a Nolan Gorman, whether it is um, a Brendan Donovan, but not uh, not off the table. Got another text message from, uh, let's see, Corky says, Matt, I'd be willing to part with Hicks, Burleson, Newt, Carlson, Yepes. Gorman would be a keeper for me. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Uh, you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. We'll take a break, have more in just a moment. Scott Miller is scheduled to join us as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Strike Zone on KMOX. Presented by Graybar. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. It is the Strike Zone as we continue on. It's part of Sports Open Line, a Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. What's on deck? Presented by Chesterfield Fenson Deck. Cardinals and Mariners open up a three-game series against each other tomorrow. Late night, late night baseball, 9-10 first pitch. So we'll have a full two-hour sports open line tomorrow, and then we'll jump into a pregame coverage from the Cardinals Radio Network at 8-15. Talk all things baseball during the Strike Zone hour, and with that, we welcome Jim onto the program. Hey, Jim, you're on the Strike Zone. Yeah, I don't care for all the new rules. Uh, it's good that they... Uh get the batter in the box so he isn't wandering around all the time and all. But uh, you talked about the new ones in the Atlantic uh, League and all that stuff. They were interested in saving time and everything like that. 
but what about all the records uh, of the previous Hall of Famers, you know? That's changing a lot of things there. What's Like what? Well, I mean, like, you know, the stolen bases, they, they uh, made the bases bigger and all that. I mean, like, you know, nobody's going to hit uh, Lou Brock's records for a while, but uh, it's just crazy that you knock out all the records and everything like that. If they're so interested in saving time, why don't they just flip a coin and go home? Forget about all the other stuff, you know? No, I don't. I think you're t- completely and totally wrong. I there these rules are. N- I could see that uh, stolen bases a little bit are uh, are impacted by it by the larger bases, but outside of that, I don't know what records are being touched by these rule changes. Well, you're talking about adding a designated uh, runner for the new seasons to come up. You know, that's just crazy. You know, that's like having special teams for football and. Uh, hockey and stuff like that. All right, Jim, I, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I don't think records, there's reasons not to like those rules, but I don't think records are that. With that, we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program. He is a longtime baseball writer. He's one of my favorite people to uh, talk to. He is uh, Scott Miller, and uh, he's part of uh, MLB Network Radio, also a contributor to the New York Times, and he joins us right now. Hey, Scott, how are you? I'm good. Sorry, I'm late. I was. I happened to uh, be up in Dodger Stadium yesterday, uh, writing on the New York Mets for the New York Times, and uh, that spilled over into today with today's Max Scherzer suspension. The last 24 hours have been a little crazy. Yeah, Major League Baseball just issuing a statement here fairly recently, really doubling down and supporting the umpires and what they said. It. It felt like it was just so unnecessary the way everything went down yesterday, and they doubled down today. Well, what's your general kind of takeaway from what we're seeing with, with the foreign substance rules and the way it's being enforced? Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought it was uncomfortable. I mean, I, I think I think it makes sense for Major League Baseball to have a universal substance that is legal, as they do now since 2021. It's a league-issued rosin, and that makes sense. It it doesn't make sense, you know, to to allow pitchers to use whatever they want it wherever they can get it. Be it, you know, we we went through the spider tax stage, so that all makes sense. Now, you know, it's a little uncomfortable, I think, having umpires frisk pitchers, uh, you know, coming off the field. That gets a little. You know, it's a little. It took a little getting used to. I I think when it first started happening in 2021, it got. It, it just. It kind of was like you know you hate. Just I don't know if it's a good look for the game to have pitchers frisked in public like that. I guess two years later, maybe some of us have become used to it. But the thing yesterday was just crazy because, on one hand, the umpires, uh, you know, they basically gave. Scherzer warnings they they talked to him at the end of the second inning when they checked him and they said you need to wash your hand that's way too sticky I mean I they 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 could just have ejected him from the game but you know they warned him and then he came back out for the third inning and then his hand was clean but they found a sticky substance in the pocket of his glove and then he came you know so they made him change his glove get a new glove and then when he came out to start the fourth inning, they checked him again for a third time, and they said his hand was more sticky than it was in the second inning, and that's when they ejected him. The crazy part, I mean, in the clubhouse, when you talk to Max Scherzer, 
he sounded incredibly believable. He was adamant that they told me I was too sticky. I went in, I washed my hand off with alcohol. He, he said an MLB official was there. I was following protocol. I used the league-issued rosin. I mixed it with sweat like we do, and that's what I did. And now they're telling me it's too sticky. Now the umpire – so, I mean – oh, and the other thing Scherzer said was I had been issued warning second, third inning. He said, so I knew when I came out to start the fourth inning, I knew they were going to check me again. He said I'd have to be just unbelievably stupid – to be trying to cheat at that point after the warnings. He said, I'm using what the league tells us to use. So all of that sounds very plausible, right? Um, You know, then the umpires were pretty eloquent to the pool reporter in Dodger Stadium yesterday, and they (laughs) said, yeah, Dan Bellino said, hey, this is like it's first of all, he said it's important to note. And I think I thought he explained it very well. He said it. It's important to understand that we're trained in this and we inspect the league-issued rosin before every game so we know what it is and what it should feel like. And we also inspect every single pitcher every game so we know within the range what the what it should feel like. And, and they said Scherzer's hand yesterday was the stickiest in the three years they've been doing it. And they claim, you know, they their point was that this was something more than rosin. So, you know, now it's a he said, she said thing. But I mean, the umpires were pretty believable uh, in, in the way they explained it. And obviously, MLB thought they were believable because, you know, the ejections like that come with an automatic 10 game suspension. And that's what they handed out today. Does baseball need to have some sort of mechanism to pull the substance off of the glove, off of the hand, and be able to, to test it at least when it comes to the appeal of this 10-game suspension? Yeah, like a DNA test almost. Yeah. I, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea because, I mean, that's Scott Boris's thing. I've talked yeah. to, you know, Boris, of course, Scherzer's agent. And, you know, his thing is it, there there has to be – the stakes are too high for this to be subjective. There has to be an objective way to do it. And that's kind of what you just said. You know, if they send the substance out for a DNA test or whatever, I guess, you know, that would either uh, exonerate Scherzer or it would reinforce MLB and the umpire's position if, if you had that. Now, I mean, in terms of something objective versus subjective – I mean, that's what baseball tried to do when they outlawed all the sticky substances and said there's one substance now pitchers can use. It's the league-wide rosin we are issuing. Now, now that's, that's objective. That's not subjective, right? One substance, this is what pitchers can use. So now we just start getting deeper and deeper into gray areas because that is a subjective – I mean an objective, not a subjective thing. Now, in terms of the stickiness on a pitcher's hand and the umpires saying that's okay, no, now you, 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 your hand is too sticky, yours isn't, I mean, that's, that's subjective. And I don't know, other than what you're suggesting, like send, you know, just 
take a little cotton swab DNA and send it in for testing. Other, other than that, I don't know what you do. Yeah, I don't know either. And it's a, it's an inter- We'll see where it goes from uh, from here. It's it's interesting to be sure. Scott, we really appreciate you taking some time. We're up against it, so we're going to let you go. But uh, look forward to being okay. able to have you on again uh, real soon. Yeah, look forward. So, as I say, sorry I was tardy. I just got off deadline with the suspension story. <laughs> no worries at all. Appreciate your time. That's Scott Miller joining us here on the program. You read him in the New York Times. You listen to him on uh, Sirius XM MLB Network Radio. We'll take a break. Have more in just a moment. It is the Strike Zone, all part of Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Strike Zone on KMOX. Presented by Graybar. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Starting to wrap things up on this edition of a Graybar Sports Open Line. It is the Strike Zone presented by Graybar. Speaking of Graybar, they always uh, present building the future. There's been a lot of questions about Mason Wynn. He had a little bit of a slow start to his AAA career, but to his credit, he's been able to uh, get things going a little bit more recently. He has hits in three of his last four games at Memphis, has the batting average up to 217. That might not sound like much, but uh, he was down uh, below. 100 for a while and then didn't get above 100 until uh, April 11th. So that is Building the Future presented by Graybar. We've got the St. Louis Soccer Report coming up tonight from uh, 8 o'clock to uh, 10 o'clock and uh, our good friends at Nate Gatterge and Cease are here. They're going to be uh, on. How are you guys? All right. Yeah, we're doing oh, great. Okay. Yeah, I, I got a bonus. So a bonus Sunday, show, yeah. Bonus show. <laughs> bonus show. That's uh, That's good. What do you guys have uh, on tap tonight? Oh, we got a lot of exciting stuff going on. We're going to be talking City, obviously, looking back a little bit at that uh, 5-1 win, the best in club history so far through (laughs) eight games over FC Cincinnati, and then really looking ahead to that Colorado Rapids uh, matchup. We're going to have Nico Joachini on, although uh, not live. Not live. Jen got to talk to him on Wednesday. Yeah, on a windy day. (laughs) At training, so we'll have a a report, even if recorded from training. We'll be talking to Bill McDermott, Mr. Soccer. In the second hour. Sir Soccer, according to Mike Claiborne. Sir Soccer. Sir Soccer, yeah. Works fine for me. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, Connor Cape, the uh, radio play-by-play guy for the Rapids. We want to start uh, giving people a better picture of, of kind of what the matchups are going to look like. I think especially um, for a team that's down toward the bottom of the table like Colorado. I think it'll be interesting to see how they approach City now that now that City are starting to get more and more respect uh, as as time goes on, but really exciting show. I, I think it'll be a good time. I lived in Colorado for a good number of years, and the Rapids are are really big. Like, there's some markets that MLS is there, and there's kind of niche support. Maybe they even draw well, and then there's other markets where they're part of the sports conversation, the way it's becoming here in St. Louis. And I feel like in the Denver market, the Colorado Rapids are very much part of that. That's good to hear. I, I lived there as well for a while before uh, the Rapids came. And then, so it was a Broncos, obviously like Rockies. Um, but it, I wasn't sure of what that was and wasn't sure if they had managed to considering one of the originals. I didn't know they had managed to, to sustain that. They were pretty good when I was there. I don't know what their support is when they're struggling. I remember I ran a radio station that was a Nuggets and Avalanche affiliate, and they're all Cronky-owned things, so that's another reason not to like them. <laughs> and uh, they, I remember the Cronky folks really trying to get us to start running their games in Colorado Springs, and we never did. But they, they certainly worked hard to try to push the team throughout the entire state the way the entire state supports the Broncos, the Avalanche, the the Nuggets, so on and so forth. 
Yeah, that's going to be an interesting angle. Obviously, we'll we'll address that tonight as well. That this is there is sort of a natural rivalry here, although I imagine it's to some degree unidirectional. I don't think Colorado <laughs> fans are sitting around necessarily. Obviously, they know that the Cronkies own the Rapids. They're aware of this. And most teams that are owned by the Cronkies, even their own fans are not thrilled about it. Yes. Although the Arsenal situation, Arsenal are having a great season. So his other soccer team, they're not yelling about Cronkie ownership quite as much as they normally do. They were though. Like didn't they, yes. they really stunk for a while. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by, yeah, by their standards and the, the standards of the fans, um, they were disappointing at the same time. We'll be discussing that real quickly. I know we only have, you know, a few seconds left before, uh, before the end of the show, you, uh, we've talked about it a lot. You're a sports guy, not a soccer guy. How has it been the first couple months of having City around? Is it becoming part of your life now? Yeah, it is. I It's still hard for me to watch and know what I'm watching, but I listen to people like you talk about it, and I'm starting to kind of understand what's going on, if that makes sense. I for thought sure. you were going to just say, it's hard for me to watch and put the period there. I was like, Matt, that's not like, what we were hoping for. That's not what we want to go on the show, <laughs> okay. Matt. It's not hard to watch. It's hard for me to understand <laughs> while watching, but it's fun. And just the experience of it is great. So St. Louis Soccer Report, a special Thursday night edition. It's on the way next. I'll be back long night tomorrow. we got sports open line 6 to 8, and then we got Cardinals pregame at uh, 8 to 15 or 8 20. Either way, just join us at 8 15 and we'll figure it all out. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been Sports Open line right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.